0: Hello everyone, this is Pastor Ronke Olulano of Harmony Christian Center. Thank you for joining our podcast today. I pray today's message will encourage, edify, and illuminate you. Sit back, relax, and enjoy the message. First Chronicles 12, verse 32. It says, of the sons of Issachar, who had understanding of what? The time." To know what Israel ought to do. Their chiefs were what? Two hundred. A lot of people stop there. But today I'm going to read the last line. And it says, And all their brethren were at their command. Why? Because they had the understanding of the times of and, and seasons of knowing what to do. May people be able to point to you as a man or woman of Issachar Kind, the name of Jesus. As somebody full of understanding of the times and seasons that we are in. Not for self-actualization, not for anything, but because you are in tune and in line with the will of God. And God indeed would download things expressly to you and I in the name of Jesus. Ecclesiastes, please. Chapter 3, verse 1 to 2. A lot of us know the scripture. 1 to 8 is what really talks about, but I'm just going to home it in on 1 to 2. It says, to everything, there is what? A season. Remember, we started with the sons of Issachar. And we're going to Ecclesiastes now. It says, to everything, there is a what? Season. A time for every purpose under heaven. A time to be born and a time to die. A time to plant and a time to pluck what is planted. Third scripture, Daniel, quickly. Daniel chapter 2. And I'll read from verse 20, Daniel chapter 2. Now Daniel answered and said, Blessed be the name of God forever and ever, for wisdom and might are his. May we not seek wisdom from the wrong place in Jesus' name. May the wisdom of God be our portion. May the wisdom of God be what we tap into for our daily living in Jesus' name. It says, And he changes the times and the seasons. So it is God that does what? Changes the times and the seasons. Come with me, it's all going to fit together. started from uh, um, uh, First Chronicles about the sons of Issachar. Now we are going one step further also into what God is doing through the man of God here in Daniel. He changes the times and the seasons. He removes kings and raises up kings. Why does he do that? Because when he wants certain things to happen concerning a student at an opportune time, at a season, at a period, at a whatever, in God's Cairo time, he will remove kings. God can remove kings for your sake. I said, God will remove kings for your sake. The person that is sitting upon your seat of promotion, God will catapult them. The person that is against your progress, that is the one that is making you wake every night and think, will I make it? Will this business make it? Will this child make it? I say, God will totally throw them away. (laughs) He removes kings and raises up kings. He gives wisdom to the wise and knowledge to those who have no understanding. Today, by the grace of God, this message, I believe, covers everybody. Starting from myself. You don't have to be, ah, me, I'm not so nervous. I don't understand. It says even to him who does not understand, God will give you in the name of Jesus. He reveals deep and secret things. He knows what is in the darkness and light dwells in him. Praise the Lord. 1 Thessalonians chapter 5 and verse 1 to 2. 1 Thessalonians chapter 5 from verse 1. Here's Paul speaking. We've heard the accounts in 1 Chronicles. We have had Solomon speak. We have had God speak through Daniel. And now Paul is speaking still on seasons and times. He says, But concerning the times and the seasons, brethren, HCC, young ones, older ones, future leaders, leaders of today, concerning the times and seasons, brethren, you have no need that I should write to you. For you yourselves know perfectly that the day of the Lord so comes as a thief in the night. Spirit of the living God, have your way. Jehovah Lord God, We have heard your word. It's enough. If the service is finished now, it is enough. You've spoken to us. You are speaking to us to help us to remember, to take seriously the times and the seasons that we're in. And so, Lord, we pray, and I pray for every of my brethren, both here and those online, starting from myself, that on the day of judgment, Jehovah, Lord, may these words, may they not be against us in Jesus' name. Mm. having heard them lord grant us the grace to put them to use to actualize them in our lives so that we shall not just be here as only help us lord that to redeem the times for the days are evil but we thank you that through those even evil days you are there with us to strengthen us to uphold us to guide us to lead us To help us to know the way in which we ought to go. Grant us wisdom like the sons of Issachar to understand the times and the seasons that we're in. So we know what we ought to do. Starting from our own lives in the kingdom of God. In the service. In every purpose where you've called us to be. That you have your way in our lives. I totally surrender myself. I strip myself of every self, oh God. Bypass my frailties. And that which you want your people to hear today, do it wholesomely, Lord. That everyone, not just one, everyone will live knowing fully well they've had an encounter with you. In Jesus' matchless name we pray. And we all say, praise the Lord. The title of my message today is Maximizing Your Times and Seasons maximizing your times and seasons but permits me to share with you something that I'm a bit light-hearted but I know would actually you can all identify with it because these are some of these things that depict the times and seasons that we're in so I want to take you into a trip into 2022 and beyond if I can have that shots except I sent to you about the pizza hut Praise God. Basically, it's a dialogue, and I want to read it. This is ordering pizza in 2022. The caller said, is this pizza hot? And the Google service answered, no, sir, it's Google pizza. Caller, I must have dialed a wrong number, sorry. Google, no, sir. Google bought pizza hot last month. Caller, OK. I would like to order a pizza anyway. Google, do you want your usual, sir? You wonder how did they know the usual? Come with me. Caller, my usual. Do you know me? According to our caller ID data sheet, the last twelve times you called, you ordered an extra large pizza with three cheeses, sausage, pepperoni, mushrooms and meatballs on a thick crust. Kola, super! That's what I love. Google said, may I suggest that this time you order a pizza with ricotta, arugula, sun-dried tomatoes, and olives on a whole wheat gluten-free thin crust. What a recommendation. Kola goes, question. I don't want a vegetarian pizza. Can I also please uh, lay disclaimers here? I know we're in the house of God, but just for drama purpose. So don't let anyone go unholy on me or spiritual on me. and think, oh my God, look at the language she's using. I'm just using this to depict what's happening. Go, go and say, your cholesterol is not good, sir. Call her. how the hell do you know that? And then he was replying, well, we cross-referenced your home phone number With your medical records, we have the result of your blood tests for the last seven years. Picture of the future. Caller goes, okay, but I do not want your rotten vegetarian pizza. I already take medications for my cholesterol. All right. Google goes on, excuse me, sir, but you have not taken your medication regularly. According to our database, you purchased only a box of 30 cholesterol tablets once at Lloyd's Pharmacy four months ago. Linking the data. Next one. Caller, I bought from another pharmacy. Okay. Google replies, that doesn't show on your credit card statement. Next. Well, well, I paid in cash, I paid in cash. Oh, I see, Google goes in and says, but you did not withdraw enough cash according to your bank statements. We're going somewhere. I have other sources of cash. What do you mean? Google replied, that doesn't show on your latest tax returns. Unless you bought them using an undeclared income source, which is against the law. Kola goes, what the mm. next thing? And Google goes, I'm sorry, sir. You know that voice will continue to remain very polite and very everything, but they've got you all covered from head to toe. I'm sorry, sir. We use such information only with the sole intention of helping you. Okay, next one. Kola enough already. I'm sick to death of Google, Facebook, Twitter, WhatsApp, and all the others. I'm going to an island without the internet, TV, where there's no phone service, and no one to watch me or spy on me. But it was too late. Because Google replied, I understand, sir, but you need to renew your passport first because it expired six months ago. Welcome to the future. Welcome to what the times and seasons are going towards. He who wasn't here, let him hear. Because everything is linked. I say to people that, oh, COVID is end time. It is end time related, but it is not in the way it's been looked at because COVID and smartphone are perfectly linked. They're in the whole world, coming from Nigeria, the three wheeled um, transportation they call uh, Marwa, three people sit behind it with one little man trying to drive, drive it. All oh, the three people smartphone if no matter what it is everywhere everybody's got smartphone and everywhere there's nowhere right now except the soil does not cover the uh, ground that there's no talk even even in eskimo they every no one knows about covid so as there's smartphone so is there what covid and i say to people i asked some of my, my medical colleagues What's the real reason for the age cut off from 12? Nothing really proven. But in the spirit realm, because we have to have an understanding of the seasons and times. 12 is the age in which, according to Jewish tradition, you're of age. You're accountable. Because medically speaking, we go, if we go by Gileb competence, Age 16 is the age of consent. That's the one we normally use. That if you want to see a patient for contraception, whatever, they must be what? Age 16. So where did the competence come into age 12? I say to people, please, understand the times and the seasons we're at. Younger ones, all of us are young by the grace of God, depending on how you, you want to categorize yourself. But some are younger, praise God. I can't deny that. Younger ones, there's no excuse for anyone. Ah... Uh, This is Jesus' business. I can't be bothered. When the rapture will come, everybody from age 12 and above, you are accountable before God. If you do not know Christ as your Lord and Savior and serving him wholeheartedly, may you not be left behind. Mm. And anyone that is left behind, there's no hiding place. We just read it. In fact, Christians are the first ones that will be rounded up because the smartphone would have linked everything all up. This is just an opening to remind us that the times we are living in and the times that we are at is one that every one of us must be sharp in the spirit and ensure we're not consumed with the way and the things of this world, the gadgets, the everything. I, I have to use gadgets. I'm into it now but don't let gadgets rule your lives. Rule the gadgets, because the truth of the matter is every data that's been collected, you wake up in the morning, the ones who are more into gadgets, not just, this is not even age-related, the first thing you call, Alexa, what time is it? (laughs) Alexa, what's the weather like today? Siri, can you tell me where I'm going? Please, don't replace Holy Spirit. With Siri and Alexa. Because it's so easy to do it. What have I got? It will tell you all the shopping you've done, the one you have not done, the one that's in the basket, the one that's waiting for you. And you can fall into that rat race. Maximizing our times and our seasons. There is a law of seasons and times. But God Remains what? The same. That's why I was so blessed. When we're talking about God never changes. When we're singing about he's the same, he's endless, he's timeless. Seasons will change. Approaches will change. Stars will change. Everything will do. But God remains what? The same. So why not hook onto that God who never changes? I write this statement. I said, there are many things you may be doing wrong for a long time but just because you have not arrived at a season to show you how wrong you are you may think you are right on the other side on the flip side equally there are many things you may be doing right for a long time but because you have not arrived at the right season to show that you're right you think that you're wrong in fact you may have been called a fool Noah was called a fool for a season. When everyone thought he was foolish, but he was doing what was right. I pray for the grace for each and every one of us to continually do that which is right along in perfect will of God. Everyone may tell you what you're doing is wrong, as long as you know you're doing right. May the Lord lead you aright in Jesus' name. Seasons will change. Be prepared. And don't be careless about your seasons. As seasons change, people, celebrities, politicians, famous people will have their seasons totally changed from what it used to be. How many celebrities in the last 10 years have gone under radar? And how many have risen up? But the truth of the matter is as some come, another level of celebrities will come. Another level of politicians will come because change will always occur. I want all those of us who are younger ones here to know today that seasons don't last forever. Celebrity life does not what? Last. So if you aim to be the best football star, the best uh, celebrity, the singer, the everything, the all that, it's all right. But it doesn't what? Last forever. You're as young as you feel. That's why I always use the word forever 21 for myself. And people now that your daughter is 21 so what's going to happen to yourself oh you don't get the revelation she is 21 by chronological age i'm 21 forever by revelational age so whatever you call yourself is who you are because you you do, if you go by the seasons that will change and chop and everything you realize you become what limited I'll talk about that later. Many of us desire to want to be like J-blocks or that one or this one. It's important that our desire in wanting to become the in thing today, we don't become the out thing, if there's a word like that. After you're shot through like a shooting star at the age of 25 or thereabouts, what will you do with the rest of your life? Jesus' trip... And purpose here on earth was limited and he had an agenda and therefore everything had to be done within speed. So if you think, oh, by the time I'm 25, by the time, you know, just under 30, I want to be earning millions. I really don't want all these old I'm, I have no time for that. My question to you, which I'm coming to later, is what will you do? Because you're not going to die at the age of 30. What will you do between 30 to the time you get to 100 or even 75 or 80? think about it may our lives not become a warning instead of a message can i repeat that may our lives not become what a warning instead may people not be using you as ah i'm warning you don't follow that again. instead may our lives be a message that that's a good person to follow that's a good role model that's a good brother that's a good sister that's a good family may our lives be such example in the name of jesus May we not become mistakes to avoid, like pastor says, but examples to follow. Moving on swiftly, let's consider seasons literally for for a brief moment. Seasons, and I'm hoping they will have some pictures of different seasons. The moment you see spring as a season, at least in this western hemisphere, and we're all enjoying it, it's coming with a letter from summer. Hand to you, you embrace it, you receive it. As soon as you see summer, oh, it's lovely. Summer did not come alone. He has a letter from autumn to hand to you. And as soon as autumn arrives, the leaves are falling, there is a harsh letter from winter that he will hand over to you. And that letter will be handed over. Whether you like it or not, it will all happen because it's God's perfect setting and plan and agenda. So for us now, winter is saying, I'm coming. The Bible tells us in Genesis 8 verse 22, it says, While the earth remains, seed time and harvest, cold and heat, winter and summer and day and night shall not cease. It won't cease. No matter what it is, it will continue to happen. I'm going somewhere with this. Please stay with me. So, whatever it is the season that we know, each one will come at his own time. So, if you receive the summer season, but do not accept the letter of the cold that is coming to follow, you're in trouble. The solution, real solution, is to accept it and prepare for it. Don't be like the man that says, oh, it's raining. It's raining right now. I'll, I'll start building the house tomorrow. You know, for a long time, I thought that was a scripture. It's not. It's a saying, according to Minister Ola Banjo, Because we say it a lot in our house. We say it even in our daily. Ah, it's raining. I don't think I can build today. I will start building tomorrow. Who told you tomorrow is there? Who told you that the rain will not continue? Why not start the building today? Because as far as the seasons, it will not change. It is you that is in the season that must rise above it. Praise the Lord. Equally, as you enjoy the season, personalizing it now, of people shouting and hailing you, And say, Hosanna today, you are the best thing since sliced bread, there's no one like you, you are the sugar of my tea, you are the best ministry, you are the best pastor, you are the best wife, you are the best this, you are the best that. Be rest assured the season of crucifying him is also coming definitely. It's footballers that can explain that mostly. Because in the season of healing, equally there's a season of failing that will happen. Are you prepared? Brethren, we need to learn to master the seasons and know how not to dwell in them or be controlled by them. If you master your season, you will remain relevant through the seasons. In the dream of Pharaoh, which we are all familiar with, there was a season of what? Seven years of plenty. And then there were seven years of famine. These seven years of famine ate up all the plenty. But if they had not been prepared, there would have been absolutely what? Nothing. <clears throat> may that not be our portion in Jesus' name. Some people here right now today may be in a season of non-relevance. Non-relevance in your career, non-relevance in your family, non-relevance in whatever it is that looks like. Why is everything just so, so I prophesy in the mighty name of Jesus that you will enter even into a season of fame of greatness that your season of greatness is just round the corner and the Lord indeed will elevate you. No longer will you continue to hang your head in shame. I say that season of non-relevance will not remain permanent. The Lord will elevate you and take you beyond even what you think, even you can even imagine in the mighty name of Jesus. Be it area in the the area of your business, in the area of your family, in the area of your health, in the area of your fruitfulness, in the area of your children. The areas that look like they're challenging right now in the area of your business I declare and I decree concerning you. The Lord is taking you higher and it's just round the corner, round the corner. The Lord will do it. So get ready, get ready, get ready for that which the Lord will do because it is how you prepare even to receive the greatness that will help you to be able to know how to manage the greatness. Your season of greatness is coming. Your season of greatness is here. Your season of greatness is knocking. Your season of great enter into your season of greatness. Prophetically see yourself stepping in to prophetically see yourself getting married, prophetically see yourself, having children, prophetically see yourself, having businesses prophetically see yourself, building houses, prophetically see yourself as you see it so shall it be enter into your season of greatness because with God nothing is impossible this dry season would not last forever I'm telling you, it shall not last forever. Surely there will be a turnaround. I want every one of us to know that all seasons work together for what? Our good. So because you're in winter, does not mean the world has finished. Because I have the story of my uncle, which pastor has shared a few times before. He was about 58, going on 60, and his wife was just coming on to 52. And you know what? They tried and tried and tried concerning the fruit of the womb for a long time. And it looked like it wasn't happening. In fact, you know, sometimes when you're, <laughs> when people, when you're going through situations and people are saying, we're praying for you, we they love you and everything. After some time, people forget you on that problem. It's you. Ah, it's you that's going through it. Because it's only human. It's some, except it's somebody that you're really personally close to that you're on that case. So one blessed day, he just called us. He said, Wale, are you sitting or are you standing? He's, he's actually very, very close to my husband, even more than me. I also, my husband said, yes. i go and drive. He said, are you sure? Because I just want to tell you. That's how he speaks, so pardon me. He said, I just want to tell you that, in my language, he was saying that two new has given birth. She gave birth, new. She did not, uh, she did not, it wasn't like she adopted. I said, she gave birth. So my husband screamed. What do you mean? He said, yes. He said, because I don't know what the time is over there in UK. He was calling from Nigeria. He said, but this now is our own morning season. He said, because season and times is not depicted by the weather that you see. He said, even though this the darkness may have dawned and it's nighttime he said but we we have entered into our own morning season so he said like literally when you're in japan and it is morning time and you're here in uk and it is nighttime he said it may look like nighttime here but really we have just entered into our own morning. I prophesy in the name of Jesus. Somebody enter into your morning season even right now in the name of Jesus. Because when the Lord turns your situation around, even that which looks impossible, the Lord will turn it around and people will rejoice and come to you. People will come to clap concerning you. People will come and celebrate you. People will come and say concerning you, how did it happen? But you'll be able to tell them, you'll be careful to give God the glory that God transports. You into a morning season. Hallelujah. God is good. And so, for every season that we see physically or that we're experiencing, I see it as a season of what? Opportunity. What did I say? Because all the seasons work together for our good. And so, I'm going to give us five S's on what to do in our seasons of opportunity. They link in with the verses. Passages of scriptures that we had read earlier on. Five essays I'm going to share with us what to do in your season of opportunity. This applies to young, this applies to old, this applies to in between, male and female, everybody online, in line, outline, wherever you are, every one of us, whatever season you are in right now, is a season of opportunity. So the first thing I'm going to say is secure and build capacity in your season of opportunity. What do I mean by that? Secure and build capacity in your season of opportunity. Second Kings chapter 4 verse 3, you may not turn to it, but you can write it down for reference. It's about the story of the woman and four sons that they were about to take, and then, you know, the prophets came to her, and she cried out to the prophet. Now, when the miracle was going to happen, what did they ask her to go and do? She should go and do what? Borrow vessels the vessel she had to borrow was the capacity because if she did not borrow vessels no matter the amount of miracle of oil that the man of god was going to do if there are no vessels into which she can put the oil it means there is no capacity for her to put the oil into are you with me what capacity do you need to improve on right now in this season that you're going through what capacity do you need to increase is it your spiritual capacity is it your intellectual capacity is it your financial capacity it's important that you increase your capacity be prepared you desire to have a promotion what studies what courses what steps have you taken in preparation for the things that you're believing god is going to bring for you increase your capacity study and gain valuable experience gain good work experience, even if it's voluntary. Go to somewhere that you know you're aiming to go and ensure that you go towards it to increase your what? Capacity. If you have money right now that's coming your way, save money for the rainy days will surely come. In my language, they say don't eat with what? 10 fingers. And then I was pondering on that, meditating on So when they say don't eat with your 10 fingers, Imagine if my two hands are in the bolus of the swallows. I'm using it, you know, as I'm doing this, I'm doing that. And somebody comes in and says to me, here's a letter for you from the queen. What would I do? Would that hand that is deep inside, would it be, ah, please, please get me water. Let let me, by the time you done, they say, please let me go to the next person. May that not be your portion in Jesus' name. Capacity, build capacity. Ensure that you save for the rainy day. Ensure. You know, I always remember in our years of waiting for the fruit of the womb, those 10 years, I will never forget what should have been negative by the grace of God turned around positive. Amen. They said we were not qualified for a council property because we had no children. And so, what happened? Even in those days, whatever we were working and giving unto God. Which is first and foremost. So please don't let anybody leave you and say, Ah, Pastor Ronka says, save. Oh, ah, every penny must be saved. Me, eh? I'm saving for my rainy day. If you build for yourself without God, is what? It will get blown away. May your savings, may your investment, may you not get blown away in Jesus' name. So first save to God, and then whatever it is, make sure you begin to save. You may not even know exactly fully how what you are saving towards, but I remember those years. We just spent a little bit. a little property here we've got a little bit of something here we've got something here we've got something there do you know that by the time children now came that's why i give god the praise it can never be said in this church until we die until christ calls also that the pastors of the church uh, use church money to go and do something personal it can't happen by the grace of god because even in the years of waiting god already has solidified us he's given us capacity we did not plan it because we wanted to do ministry. We did it because God gave us foresight like sons of Isaac. I say in the name of Jesus, in your years of waiting, in your years of opportunities that you're having, use it and invest it and do the things that will grant you capacity and leverage even to face the future in Jesus' name. Many of us say, Ah, me, I don't have all that money. You know, you don't have to have all that money. The question is, what is your expenditure like? If you have to buy shoe and bag, and it's about 300, 400, you're still living in council flats and your taste for things is so high beyond, you know, even where your level is, why don't you just go for that shoe of 50 pounds or 60 pounds and save the rest instead of the shoe and the bag and the dress. Oh, you've got a dress, you can't wear it again next time. Who says? It's because you don't know how to package yourself. If you know how to package yourself, you change the shoe, you change the hair. You change. In fact, I think you come out with something new. Please, let us stop this nonsense. I can't wear it again. I've worn it. Uh, all the media, Facebook, who put you there? Did you not put yourself there? They are collecting your data. Hmm. I will never forget the story of a woman who went to lie and said she doesn't have a job, she doesn't have anything. She was collecting money from the social whatever. You won't believe it. She put herself on Facebook. This is me. This is what I do. This is everything. But the they turned around rounded out. <laughs> she paid not only what she took from the social service system, she had to pay interest on top of it. Be careful where you display your splendors. Hallelujah. So don't eat with ten fingers. Ensure that you secure and build capacity for those rainy days ahead. Praise the Lord. Are we being blessed? Today we are having family talk. Maximizing the times and the seasons. The number two is seek and develop quality relationship. I can preach a whole sermon on this one. Seek and what? Develop quality relationships. Relation. In your seasons of opportunity, whatever season you're in now, winter, spring, whatever it is, seek and develop quality relationships. The psalmist said in Psalm 1, verse 1 to 3, which you all know, blessed is man that sits not in the counsel of Godly, that, that walks not in the counsel of Godly, not stand not in the path of sinners, nor sit in the car." You know, you all know the scripture. We've done the collaboration and everything for years, uh, for months over in this place. I'm homing in on this point again. In our being able to rise and maximize our seasons and times and seasons, seek and develop quality relationships. Pray and select quality relationships. In your season of opportunity, be careful who you bring close to you. (laughs) People can use you like ladders, you know. Genuine people can be scarce, but they, are, they exist. Build upon it. Build upon the relationships you have before the time that you will need it. Can I say that again? It's not the time you need somebody that you not start getting close to them. Oh, sister B. Oh, sister. Oh, oh, brother, that. They're not stupid. What have you invested in that relationship over the years? For you to now say you want to even have anything to get out of it. Build upon the, in that relationship before you need it. Mm-hmm. Can I throw a question to every one of us here? Is there someone you can call, even if it's in the drop, in the middle of night, at the drop, <laughs> at the drop of a heart when all the chips are down? Is there anyone like that in your life? Mm. Ah, me, I, I call my God, me I serve my God, but God will still walk through human I beings. I told you testimony here last week. I said uh, of, of how I was left, and it, uh, uh, Queen's Hospital pushed me through the, the portals. They've done what they can do. They pushed me, and said, "Madam, it's time to go home." So, is it me that is shaking, that will go anywhere? But at least I could call someone. I could call my son. I could say, "Come and pick me." Now, where am I going with that? Beyond even sickness, when you're in trouble, when your marriage is in trouble, when your health is in trouble, when your finances are messed up, when you know something terrible, even if you are the one that has done the wrong thing, is there anyone in your life that you know you can call? And you know that when you call them, because I know what it is to call on people, and I know it is when I respond to people. I can stand in the gap to pray for people, even if it's up to three, four, I'm not doing application, please, don't get, don't get me wrong. Because, like I said, you don't just come and uh, come and attach when there's nothing. No, 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 you have to have built relationship. So I won't just be waking up morning, three, four nights, four nights for you because of what? No, it's not possible, because relationship has to have been built. So is there anyone that knows? Ah! This is my friend. This is my brother. This is my sister. No, God. Ah, Lord, you have to answer. Or they reach out and they give you something that is covenanted relationship. There's no other soul that knows about what it is. Is there anyone like, if there's no one you can call, when you're in trouble, when you know that the chips are down, husband and wife, there's nobody you can call, check it out! What sort of relationships are you having? I just serve my God I just love my God I just do this yes but God will use human beings you need to be able to know to know that you know that you know when the chips are down ah their relationship you don't invest in it because you want to get back but because it's natural it's organic when um, David and um, Jonathan when they started their relationship little did they know what was gonna come out of it You don't do it because, ah, let me do it because on the day. No, no, no. You do it because it's organic. It's born. It evolves. And so when the chips are down, they'll be there for you. Hallelujah. For there is a friend that sticks even closer than a brother. Beyond general relationships, build covenant relationships. Anyone who can stand with you. In the midst of your calamity, you need a strict. Can I also say this to us? You need a strict spiritual immigration officer around your life. I'll break that down. You need what? A strict spiritual immigration officer around your life. Somebody who, you know that yes, they're standing. They they can tell you things. They can also see things, and you know that uh-uh, Lord, I'm not going to fall. Particularly younger ones. It's important when you're growing up. Don't just put everybody and everybody close to you. And don't let people use you for a ladder and drop you. Praise the Lord. Beware of friends that want to be your friends without changing their own values. You say you're born again. You say you're a Christian. They know you're a Christian. But the minute that you mention church, it's like, oh, really? really can we just leave that church matter for now? But they want to be your friends. And not just an acquaintance. They want to be so close to you, but it is you that will have to be bending backwards every time to please them. That is not relationship for you. If you have rules in your house and in the, by the door, anyone that comes in must do what? Take off their shoes. And then this one comes and says, oh, no matter even if they are pope, they're in your household. They have to respect and obey the values that you have. So don't embrace a relationship. That cannot even appreciate or concentrate on your own values but it's you that will always have to bend over for them in the business in everything you are the one that's always bending over backward for them to work on you that is not a relationship and it's not even symbolic it's, it's like a, the one that sucks parasitic thank you very much so please let's think about that number 3s time is well spent Selflessly invest in blessing and transforming many lives. Selflessly what? Invest in blessing and transforming many lives. This is different from building relationships. Laboriously invest in people, even if they don't reward you. Mm-hmm. My husband has taught me this so well with fire. I was ah, I'm tired of it. 2017, 2018, I made up my, I'm tired, I'm I'm not going to be, I can't just kill myself over everybody. You do this, you do this, and look at how, you know, they will say, uh, does it matter? Because you're not doing it for them. You're doing it what? Unto God. He says, he always says, visionary leaders don't raise followers. They turn followers to leaders. (laughs) Visionary leaders don't do what? They don't raise, follow, follow. They turn followers into leaders. They will now turn those leaders to agents of change. Those leaders will now go on to become what? Agents of, as a leader, whatever it is, in your workplace, in your home, in your family extension, whatever. And you know God has given you that grace. What are you raising? Selflessly invest in blessing and transforming many lives. In the cave of Adulam, David in 1 Samuel 22, verse 1 to 2, you we know, can't turn there. The Bible says those who were with him they were dejected, depressed, disgruntled, dysfunctional. They're all the D's in the words. They are the ones. But by the time you read it and you get on to 2 Samuel 28, from verse 8 to 9, it says they became what? Mighty men of valor because he had invested time in them. Who are you mentoring? Who are you laboring on? As a child of God because I find it so therapeutic even though at a point when one did it and did it and you got all sorts of negative just people just walk away and make you feel like oh when they want the blessing they keep coming oh thank you sir thank you ma thank you this thank you and after that to your in fact they won't see the tail anymore so the devil can use that to disappoint you so if you're in that position me I've come out of that position my husband helped me to understand. When we are doing it, you're doing it as unto God. The more you're sowing into it, God is lifting you up. And you know what, from my experience, all of those who did that before, they're down. And you, you're what? Gone higher. All of those who did that, they're behind. And you, you have what? Gone forward. Because it's God that will raise you selflessly invest in blessing and transforming many lives. Laboriously invest in it. If it is giving, give. Because you know, you will reap what you sow, not where you sow. I think we get that mistake wrong. You will, you, you will reap what you sow. If you sow kindness, if you sow love, if you sow giving, if you sow selflessness to somebody, to a people, it does not matter. They are not the ones that will give it back to you. It is God that will give it back to you. If you understand that simple philosophy for life, it doesn't matter. Let anybody do whatever they will do. In your season, that may be the season, that's, that may be the reason why somebody is stuck in their season today. Ah, me, I, I quit giving. But the law of sowing and giving can never be what changed. The more you give, the more you are blessed. So don't wait. Don't count on somebody that... They must give me back I've done this for them they must do that for me so invest in life pray for people go out of your way raise somebody encourage somebody let them know you're there for them let them know you're you know just raise people according to the capacity that God has given you and God will bless you in Jesus name the fourth s study and carefully follow those who have maintained relevance through seasons. Even me, I'm learning a lot from this one. What do I mean by that? Study and carefully follow those who have maintained relevance through seasons. You know, Hebrews chapter 6 verse 12 was talking about the fact that we should look at those who through faith and patience that have inherited the promise. It's important that we actually sort of look at them and study their lifestyle, see where they're going. Let me break it down for us on a day-to-day way. Because I believe this is the secret of receiving from great people. Let me drop this in. Every time results are consistent, it means they were gained by law. Every time results are what? Consistent, it means they were gained by law. What do I mean by that? A woman, elderly woman, she may not even be that very well educated. She's raised seven children, and you can see all the children by virtue of, it, of her raising them in her own way, they've formed well, they've turned out well, They've done. you may say, ah, this mama doesn't speak English. She doesn't, but she must be doing something right. You know, Jesus was speaking to his apostles. Acts chapter 1, verse 7. That's why I said, even me myself, I'm learning from that. Please start from verse 6 to make good reading. So they were querying Jesus. They were asking him. This is when he was about to promise them, the Holy Spirit. Therefore, when they had come together, they asked him. The disciples asking Jesus, saying, "Lord, will you at this time restore the kingdom to Israel?" And he said to them, "It is not for you to know times or seasons which the Father has put in His own authority." Remember, earlier on was written in Daniel that times and seasons. God is what the one that changes them. So. This is the time when Jesus was living, and they were now asking him, uh, it's like their doubts, (laughs) if truly you are the Messiah, if truly you are the Son of God. Okay, so what's going to happen to Israel? They were no longer comfortable or happy to just receive the fact that, look, he has said to them that I go and I will send you another comforter and he's telling them that he is the Son of God. It was difficult for them to comprehend anymore at that time. But they are seeing the consistency of his miracles, of his giving, of everything. But they cannot match up the fact that he died a commoner's death. Open your eyes. Shine your eyes and see in the spirits. When God raises a man, he uses the foolish things of this world to confound the wise. If you see a track record over the years, stop running after what is not lost. The last S. Spiritually grow in discernment through prayer. Maximizing your times and seasons. Spiritually grow in discernment through prayer. The psalmist said in Psalm 31, verse 15, My life and times are in your hand, O God. Be on top of your season. Winter or summer, don't let your season dictate to you. You determine your own climates. What you call yourself is what people will call you. I'll finish on this scripture, Isaiah 60, verse 19. Isaiah 60, verse 19, NKJV version. The scripture says, The sun shall no longer be your light by day, nor for brightness shall the moon give light to you. But the Lord will be to you an everlasting light, and your God, your glory. Some of us understand that scripture, some of us don't. What it means is your progress, your advancement, your future is not going to be dictated or determined by the standard or the system of the day. You can leave the scripture there, please. Because every one of us knows if the sun does not come out, it's like the day has not started, isn't it? And if the moon doesn't give light to you in the night, and you don't feel that you are in the night season. It says what the uh, prophet is saying here is that even the sun that you see physically and the moon that you see physically, your glory, your rising, your uprising, you are being lifted up is not limited to the sun and the, remember we started from as long as the word of God, live, both day and night shall never cease. But the same scripture is not telling us. Another scripture is not telling us that even though night time will come, daytime will come your own progress your own elevation your own promotion your is not limited to the fact that Sun rises or that the moon sets am I speaking to somebody here today so you can extrapolate that to your own personal life and say so because certain races Or people born of certain backgrounds are not usually acceptable or plenty or common in this university or in this employment or in this place does not mean you will not be accepted because certain businesses do not go to a certain level in this country in a certain way in a certain way does not mean your business will not be elevated Because certain health conditions have been written, oh, all these ones, especially the ones that start with C, the dreadful cancer. They don't live long. Does not mean your cancer cannot be cured. Because the sun and the moon is not what's limiting you. It's the Lord God Almighty. The glory of the Lord that is upon you, that will elevate you, promote you, establish you, and give you, and, promote, and put you into the perfect season of your life. When you believe it, you receive it. People always think I'm joking. And I thought, let me use the opportunity to correct it. I'm not joking when I say I'm forever 21. No. My understanding of it is I create an atmosphere that I want to see myself in. I believe God, by the grace of God, till I'm 80, I will be forever 21 why it is not about show it is about saying god my health will stand my mind will stand my body will work i will do the things that it is not expected to be done because the sun shall no longer be my light by day nor the moon giving light to me in the night because i know the god in whom i believe and i'm trusting and i'm confessing if you want it you can also create it to be your portion too when you have a child at the age of 35 and 40 and they say to you, you know, in fact, it's really difficult, you know, because in those days, oh, you say you are a late mom, you won't have the energy, you won't have the this, you won't have the. I say I reject it. In fact, when I stand with moms of those age, in fact, they think I'm younger than some of them. So you claim what you want, you walk in it, you see it, you do it before it actually happens. And so your business, your situation, your circumstance even right now, no matter where it may be, your marriage, your children, no matter what the situation may be, see yourself rising above it. See yourself being elevated. See that situation being transformed. See that condition being totally changed. Don't that you're limited by the things that you're going through. Don't think you're limited by the color of your skin. Don't think you're limited by your location. It does not matter geographical location. My goodness, the northern part of Ghana, which they went to is dry, hard ground. But if you see the things that have been built and located there, you wonder how because they have gotten on to the scripture that the sun shall no longer be your light by day nor the moon give light to you by, because God is the one that is shining his glory upon you he's shining his glory upon your family right now right now glory upon your business glory upon your health glory upon your children glory upon your going out and coming in glory upon your career glory of God. When the glory of God is made manifest, nobody can stop it. Glory of God will tabernacle upon you. People will say take me to your God. People will see the greater one on the inside of you. People will have to say, how did you do it? Because some people do not believe that the power of God can transform your soul. They believe in black magic. They believe in one baba somewhere. But the king of all kings, the baba of all babas that rules and reigns in the affairs of men, he's turning around your situation for good. He's turning around the circumstance for good that child will not end up that way, that marriage will not hit that rock. I said, Concerning your health, concerning your business, eh, the sun shall no longer give you light in the day, not the moon be limited. If you believe that, shout the Lord, Amen. You have to believe it, you have to receive it, and you have to act it. Don't do this one day today and another day you're down tomorrow. You say to the devil, get thee behind me, Satan. I know in whom I have believed. Greater is he who is in me than he that is in the world. If the Lord says he will do it, he will do it. It does not matter how long the season may have been. I say your season of turnaround is here, your season of change is here, your season of growth is here. When you believe it, it shall be so for you. It shall be accomplished. I say in the name of Jesus, you will come here in the front of the altar. And you will praise the name of the Lord. And we will rejoice with you. And people will celebrate the goodness of God concerning you. In the name of Jesus. What you have not experienced before, you will begin to experience it. Wow, the greatness, the goodness, the blessing of God that you have only been hearing of. I say you will taste it. I say you will handle it. I say you will say it. Because it is God. For the sun shall no longer be your light by day, nor for brightness shall the moon give light to you. The doctors may have written it completely off, but the doctors of doctors, when he steps in, changes, transforms, totally removes every limitation and shows that he's the one in control in the name of Jesus. Thank you for listening to our podcast today. We do hope you have been blessed. Our special thanks goes to all our partners who support our ministry. If you'd like someone to talk to you on any of the issues raised in today's message, you can call us on plus four four two zero eight five nine seven triple one zero or visit our website on www.hccenter.org.uk. May the peace of the Lord be with you always. Until we meet next time.